Welcome to KingCast with Barry, Colton, and Dan. We pray that this podcast would encourage, strengthen, and grow you in supernatural ways this year. Please like and share and send this to your friends. If you have any questions, check us out at myking.ca or on Facebook at myking. It's uh, good to be back for another week of KingCast. Woohoo! Yeah. And last week we talked about spirit, soul, and body. And uh, we are just thinking, or I was just thinking about, you know, people might wonder, how are we going to grow that spirit on the inside of us mm. to be bigger than what people see on the just in the natural yeah. of us? Mm. And I got thinking about the Bible and how it refers to Scripture as the milk of the Word and as the meat of the Word. And First uh, Peter two two says, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that they may grow thereby. And so once we give our uh, life to Jesus and, and become a disciple, the Bible says, get into the word of God because it's the milk of the word that you will grow thereby. Same as a little baby. Mm-hmm. You know, our spirits mm-hmm. are born again, but they're it, it calls them immature and they need mm-hmm. to grow. Mm-hmm. And then there's some scriptures as we as we grow that turns into the meat of the word, a little more deeper things. Uh, becoming a doer of the word and not just a hearer only yeah. all those other parts of the word uh, and so yeah we want to talk about what are you eating yeah <laughs> and not physically but what are you eating spiritually what are you feeding your spirit so yeah. that it may grow thereby and we want to start with a scripture in hebrews chapter 5 and dan's translation says it well the heading is a call to spiritual growth Yeah, okay. Verse 11 says, There is much more we would like to say about this, but it's difficult to explain, especially since you are spiritually dull and don't seem to listen. (laughs) Man, how many pastors wish they could say that from the pulpit? (laughs) You have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's Word. You're like babies who need milk and can't eat solid food. For someone who love, who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what's right. Mm-hmm. Solid food is for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong or righteousness. Yes, righteousness is used in a number of translations. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like, man, like that's, this was my case. Sitting in church, growing up in church... And I just felt like, man, I feel like I'm still being spoon-fed this stuff. And mm-hmm. sermons are great. But I think in, in a lot of my time sitting in a, in a pew, I was being spoon, spoon-fed the truth. So it's good. But I actually came up with this thing, and I hope this isn't offensive to some of you guys, but I just had the sense that we are over nourished in our minds mm-hmm. and malnourished in our spirits yeah. and like you were talking about last week we need the spirit man to be bigger so we're incredibly educated on the word of god and the truth of god but we're actually spiritually anemic mm-hmm. yeah. we don't have nourishment we're not doing the stuff mm-hmm. and that for me just became this propelling thing to like i just want to i know now I have to do. Uh, yeah. The Bible says, he who knows the, the thing they ought to do and don't do it, mm-hmm. for them, that's sin. Yeah. So it's like, I just want to get going. Yeah. Sometimes when the people read the Bible and say, know the word of God, they automatically start to know it mentally. Yes. Yeah. And it doesn't become a heart thing. Yeah. <clears throat> the Bible's really talking about knowing it in the heart. Mm-hmm. 
That's why you can be a martyr for Jesus. Yeah. Because you know it in the heart. Yeah. If you just know it in the head, you'd be you'll easily give up. Yeah, and, and faith that's, requires to know it in the heart. Yeah, yes. and when you know it in the head, that that's why we see a bunch of Christians that have been sitting in church their whole life. They know it in the head, and then when it when the action is to go out and share, all of a sudden they go, "But I don't know what to share because it hasn't been in the heart, it hasn't been in the spirit." Yeah. I'm taking time to think about if I did go out, what would I say? Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know what's crazy? Just a little bit further on in this, in Hebrews, starting in chapter six. Yeah. He says, let's go on instead and become mature in our understanding. Surely we don't need to start again with the fundamental importance of yeah. repenting from evil deeds and placing our faith in God. Verse two, you don't need further instruction about baptism the laying on of hands, the resurrection of yeah. the dead, and the eternal judgment. And so, God willing, we will move forward for further understanding. Mm-hmm. So that's the milk of the word you say. Yeah, are we doing it though? <laughs> yeah. We're talking about the propitiation of sin and all these greater things intellectually, but have we even put into practice the most fundamental Mental. elements of following Jesus as our Lord? And I believe it starts, let's move on. Yes. From the fundamentals. Yeah, but I feel like we actually, we want to pause you guys to say, this is the basic teaching of following Jesus. Yeah. Do you yeah. know it? Yeah. Are you doing it? Because yeah. if you're not, we actually need to repent. we got to go back to the basics like yeah. we've had podcasts mm-hmm. yeah. and do these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have the scripture that, uh, or Colton has a scripture too that's yeah, so dealing just... with getting into the meat of the word mm-hmm. and... Yeah. who we are in Christ and more of our identity. When we know our identity, then all of a sudden we become bolder to be able to share. Yeah, exactly. First, I'll just go back and, and I'll read um, 1 Corinthians 3, 1 to 3. And this is the opposite of what it is to be mature. This is unmature. And so the title of this one is A Call to Spiritual Maturity. Um, it's, it's along the same lines as Hebrew. Brothers and sisters, when I was with you, I found it impossible to speak to you as those who are spiritually mature people, for you are still dominated by the mindset of the flesh. And because you are immature infants in Christ, I had to nurse you and feed you with milk, not with solid food or more advanced teachings, because you weren't ready for it. In fact, you are still not ready to be fed with solid food, for you are living your lives dominated by the mindset of the flesh and um, ask yourself is there jealousy among you do you compare yourself with others do you quarrel like children and end up taking sides if so this proves that you are living your lives centered on yourselves dominated by the mindset of the flesh behaving like unbelievers Mm. so yeah Crazy. Some other translations say you still think so earthly. You still think like man. Mm-hmm. Like, so he's calling us to think in a different way. And if mm-hmm. we and, and if he's saying we still think like man, then what's the opposite? Spirit. Mm-hmm. He's the calling us the yeah, mind of like Christ. Christ. Yeah. And so I'll just flip back then to this Hebrews part, and it says it in my translation. I like it says, um, but solid food is for the mature whose spiritual senses perceive heavenly matters. Yeah. So you know you're unmature when you're quarreling, when you're jealous, when you're bickering, 
And it says the spiritual mature perceive heavenly matters. Yeah. And I wrote beside that identity. Mm-hmm. And we've heard us say this on this podcast multiple times. If you know who you are, you know what to do. Yeah. Um, so quit thinking like man. Quit. You have the mindset of the flesh still. And so we were just talking about this. Like, did you know um, that you graduate, you mature from that? You are. You were a sinner saved by grace, but now you graduated to saint of the most high. And in that, um, I would say it this way. If when you were born into this world, you were um, born into Adam's sinful nature, wouldn't it make sense that when you are born again, you were given the Father's nature? Yeah. So if you're given the Father's nature, what comes with that? His righteousness, Mm -hmm. His holiness, a new heart, a new mind, and a new nature. Uh, 2 Timothy... um, Three, he and four. He says, uh, "Overcome every form of evil, as a victorious soldier of Jesus, the Anointed One. For every soldier called to active duty must divorce himself from the distractions of this world, so that he may fully satisfy the One who chose him." So, like a soldier, he's not. He doesn't put himself in these civil quarrels and get himself wrapped yeah. up. Yep. He has a, he has a mission from the king yep. and that is what he does. Nothing else can get in his way. His eyes are set on the mission. And you've heard us preach this over this podcast. What is the mission? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Preach the gospel, make disciples. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it, you follow second uh, Timothy further, uh, uh, number two to 14. It says, be committed to teaching the believers all the things when you are with them in the presence of the Lord. Instruct them to never be drawn into meaningless arguments Mm. or tear each other down with useless words that only harm others. I love this part. Always be eager to present yourself before God as a perfect and mature Mm. minister without shame, as one who correctly explains the word of truth. Wow. That's awesome. I had a conversation with, I worked my first shift back at Timber this last week, and it was awesome. had a conversation with a guy, he's actually a pastor, he's a pastor's kid, he's grown up in the church, and he was talking about how his lens is teaching. He feels like he's not an evangelist, he's never prayed for somebody he doesn't know, he doesn't feel like he has the tools and the words and the confidence. And I just said, so in Acts 2.42, the scripture he brought up, he said, they devoted themselves to what the apostles teaching. And I said to him, do you think that was just strictly the Old Testament? Or do you think the apostles in Acts chapter 2 were referring to Jesus? Stuff that wasn't actually written down yet. Because we hear teaching and we hear head knowledge, but I hear the apostles teaching about the teachings of Jesus And we all know his ministry was hands-on, dirty, practical. Mm -hmm. And so I just posed the question of like, um, these things that we're doing, are are they practical as well as theoretical? Are we getting dirty in the the mud of life with people who are Mm -hmm. still struggling? And I just, yeah, like to me that's maturity, to look, to act, to talk Mm -hmm. like Jesus. Uh, Yep. Which yeah, that makes, makes sense because they would have followed the rabbi, right? Yeah, yeah. would have exactly. They called him the teacher. Yeah, and so that's the prince, the principles that we talked about, 
And they, they might have connected some Old Testament, like totally. Jesus did, totally. to, to the modern yeah. or modern day or after Christ's yeah. resurrection teaching. Yeah. But they would have had to have talked about Jesus a lot. Yeah, his what he did, nature, yeah. his healing, his, his authority, yeah, yeah. His, all those areas. Yeah, yeah. And as Colton was talking about our identity, the thoughts occur- occurred to me. You know, a person that's a mature believer walks above. Things like condemnation. Yeah. He walks above things like fear. Yeah. He walks above things like judging or being judgmental. Yeah. He walks above some of these things that, you know, it seems we can so easily slip mm-hmm. into. And it reminded me of Romans 8 1. It says, There is no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus mm-hmm. who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Yeah. Walk after the spirit. Yeah. That's awesome. It's almost like, That's oh, good. there's a walk in there. Yeah. yeah. Not just a remember or yeah. a think. Yeah. Who think after, yeah. who do not think after the flesh. says yeah. walk, not after yeah. the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free. Mm. Yeah. So, Amen. Man, Romans yeah. 8 is so good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, <laughs> so much in there. But yeah, you do. You have to walk in maturity, right? Mm-hmm. Like there, it's funny. Um, cause I got friends that are still walking in unmaturity. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I, I expect a little bit when you're in high school to do some stupid mm-hmm. things, but I'm 32 now and there's people that are still walking in that mindset. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have to choose to walk in maturity and you can't actually walk in maturity if you don't first know who you are and calls you to that maturity you got to know what that looks like to walk in it Mm -hmm. and and um it's the identity piece and that is key like we were talking a few weeks back um paul's prayers in ephesians and colossians to the church he prayed for wisdom revelation and understanding Mm -hmm. so that they might know god Mm -hmm. they might understand his love his character him as the head thinking like him yeah and it all starts from that the identity piece knowing who god is who you are and what the call is so if you can nail those first two elemental teachings the milk i wrote down here i think maturity as a disciple of jesus is to know who you are so that you could effectively and confidently make a disciple who can then turn around and effectively and confidently make other disciples. Right. Because that's what Jesus did. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't just broadcast, this is the kingdom. All of you Jews in this nation under Roman oppression are now under me. He started with 12. Yeah. And I just, I'm reading a book right now, Neil Cole's uh, Church 3.0. And he said, the kingdom seed belongs in every single one of us. Mm Mm-hmm. If you are isolated, ostracized, and shipped off to a place that didn't have the church or knowledge of Jesus, each one of us has the seed of the kingdom inside of us. But do we know how to confidently and effectively share it, make disciples, and yeah. preach the good news? And what does the seed do? It takes root and begins to grow. Yeah. Mm. And you, yeah. you might not have a gifted teacher, a gifted pastor, or a gifted evangelist. But everything that the kingdom is lives inside of your heart. Um, I just wrote a few things. I was going through a lot of Paul's letters, the epistles, and there's a couple key phrases that I just want us to think upon. Um, What is maturity in Jesus? So just like calm calm yourself, 
if I've been talking way too much, try to drown out my voice, but hear the <laughs> truth in these words. This is what I think Paul, Paul considers maturity in Christ. That we as Christians speak the truth in love. Yeah. That we are rooted and we're established in our faith. That we're overflowing with gratitude. That we fix our eyes on Jesus. I believe that maturity looks like us being knitted together in love. That we're full of goodness and we're able to admonish one another, to encourage, to lift up, to build up. I believe that we're filled with the assurance, both now and for all of eternity, of what this, the sacrifice of Jesus means for us. That we love each other. That we have solid doctrine and understanding of the Bible. Ephesians 4, that we are renewed in our minds, which reminds me of um, Romans 12, which says, don't conform to the world, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Um, Galatians 6, that we're bearing one another's burdens in love. And then I also just want to go, we talk about this passage a lot because I think the church has almost used this as a scapegoat. The fivefold ministry in Ephesians 4. Oh, I'm not that. I'm not that. I'm not that. But the gifts, the roles of the fivefold ministry are for the encouragement and the, the teaching of the saints for their work. And it says in this, He handed out gifts of apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher to train Christ's followers in skilled servant work working within Christ's body, the church, until we're all moving rhythmically and easily with each other, efficient and graceful in response to God's Son. Check this out. Fully mature adults, fully developed within and without, fully alive, uh, mm. fully alive like Christ. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You might be thinking, I want to be like that. Yeah. I want to have that identity that Colton talked about. And Dan, I want, to, I want to be that disciple that they talked about rather than just watching disciples. Mm. Well, I think the question is, you ask yourself, what am I eating? Mm. What are you feeding yourself? Mm. Are you feeding yourself the living word of God? Because that's what's going to grow you. Yeah. The milk and the meat of the word is going to help you become this, yeah. going to give you the boldness to become those things. Are you spending your time daily mm -hmm. in the presence of God? Yeah. Prayer. The Word of God. Yeah. Are you fellowshipping with other believers? Yeah. That's so important because if you're not, the world will slowly pull you away. Yeah. yeah. The friends that don't believe this will slowly drag you yeah, away. totally. And so you need to find that connection, that relationship, that group, that community. Yeah. yeah. Whatever it might be. Because I know when people are listening right now, they're saying, oh, I want to be that. Mm-hmm. It's in, it's in us. It's that seed that's in us, just yeah. as Dan said. Mm -hmm. It's in us. Yeah. We're sometimes wondering what it is. No, that's what it is. Yeah. That's what's drawing you and pulling you all the time. And yeah. just a tangible expression for us. We had these questions for years. And I know you guys don't want to hear this, but the line in the sand for us was taking the risk to start sharing our faith with our neighbors to start praying for people that we don't know, mm. to start looking for ways to bless people with gift cards, to give a reason for the hope that we have. Mm -hmm. So the line in the sand for us, the experience for us, was actually taking a bold risk of faith to share the gospel mm -hmm. in hopes of, in making disciples. Yeah, I would... Uh, 
end with this and just want to encourage you. If you are a new believer um, and milk is all you got right now, um, that's good. And I would say like a new believer as in if you have a just like a newborn, you got a year or two before, you know, you start getting solid food. So but then here's the thing. A two year old then all of a sudden starts to use his hands and he starts fidgeting with things and trying things out and experimenting and and it doesn't always work out. So I'd encourage you. You have a year or two to sit in the church, to learn, to grow, to get in the word, but then get out and be empowered by Christ in you to go and see divine things happen everywhere you go because of Christ in you. Be blessed today and hope King you enjoy. Kingcast is an outreach of My King Ministries and we want to thank you for joining us today. Please visit us at www.myking.ca and check out all the ministries from house church to teaching and books, past podcasts, and much more. Have a great day and don't forget to keep your heart on Him.